for listening to this Digital Gov podcast. These podcasts focus on helping agencies build a 21st century digital government. It is a capital mistake to theorize before one has data. It's easy to hear these words and think of data collection as a 21st century trend. It seems like everyone is talking about big data. But, in fact, the quote I just read is from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in a Sherlock Holmes story that was published in 1891. In the digital world, we've traded in our magnifying glasses for web pages. But collecting and analyzing data, well, it sometimes can still be elementary. I'm Ashley Wickman from the Digital Gov team. Today, I'm speaking with the Digital Analytics Program. The Digital Analytics Program, or DAP, offers advanced, easy web analytics to all federal executive branch agencies. The program, which began in 2012, is currently used by more than 3,800 government websites that belong to 37 agencies. In addition to digital analytics tools like web analytics and customer satisfaction survey tools, the DAP team also provides performance metrics guidance, metrics benchmarks, and training, all at no cost. DAP has been in the news recently with the launch of the Analytics Dashboard, the dashboard provides a window into how people are interacting with the government online. Anyone can visit analytics.usa.gov and view how many people are online, what pages are the most popular, and other fascinating insights. As I speak, there are 151,727 people online. Marina Fox has been the manager of DAP since the beginning. Tim Loudon, an analyst on the DAP team, has been working with her for over a year. I wanted to hear about the DAP journey and how the program went from zero to 3,800 in such a short time frame. Well, thank you, Tim and Marina, for, for being here today. Thanks um, for having us. So in 2012, DAP didn't exist, and today it's on more than 3,000 websites. When you got started, did you design the program envisioning its widespread use? Absolutely. Uh, the whole idea behind DAP was to provide the government with a a one-stop shop for its web analytics and other digital analytics services, all part of the digital strategy of the President of the United States. Uh, basically, this is built on the, the, the capability of every government public-facing website to be able to use data to make better informed decisions and be able to improve online services for citizens on a continuous basis. You cannot do that when you do not know how um, your visitors interact with your websites. They don't, you, you cannot really accomplish that if you do not have the critical information and the metrics uh, that provide you with the insights in order for you to be able to improve um, your website speed, your page downloads, your the content that your visitors are, are coming to see, uh, and, and other things that are pretty important and strategic to, your, uh, to, to the content delivery. So we knew that we were going to provide the service to all of the uh, public-facing government websites, uh, at least under the executive branch, we knew the scope was enormous. It was a pretty unprecedented um, effort to do that. And so a lot of planning went into it. But honestly, uh, we were kind of building the plane as we were flying in because when it's something so unprecedented and so grand in scope, it's, impo it's impossible to, to make everything in advance. You really kind of have to be more dynamic and react um, and uh, go with it, kind of go with the flow, roll with the punches as you implement uh, a piece of code across thousands of websites. So yes, we were pretty aware of it, and but it was also the excitement of doing something that no one's ever done before, and we were very excited about being able to deliver uh, a 
this kind of gold mine of information to all of the government websites. Excellent. Um, what makes the program so unique? I think what makes it really unique is the, the actual implementation structure. So previously, before this type of program existed, every agency probably had, you know, the big agencies had hundreds of websites and every one of them was being managed by a different team. And in a lot of cases, the government hires contractors to do the technical work surrounding websites. So a lot of times there'd be many, many different contracting teams that were supporting various different websites at one agency. So if anyone at an agency level, uh, like from a headquarters level, wanted to see how the public was interacting with their websites on uh, a scale agency-wide, they'd have to basically chase down every one of those teams because they had separate analytics tools running and try to get data. And the problem was that even if they managed to chase everyone down, the data would be derived from different tools. So there are many different tools that you can use to, to collect web traffic information. Um, so basically, the, the, not only was the data hard to get, but you couldn't compare it. So what we've done with the digital analytics program is created one giant account that, in effect, puts all the data for now over 3,800 government websites into one place. And we can drill down to the level of a specific page and find out how long people were there and where they were referred to, from and how, you know, what, what kind of movement they're having within that page or that site. But also we can scope it out all the way up to what we call the government-wide level. So all the participating agencies' information can be rolled up, which provides really great insights into things like, for example, mobile usage um, across government websites rather than a specific website. So, I mean, it's a really unprecedented and super unique implementation structure. And because we have that sort of bird's eye view, it allowed us to do something like uh, what we did with the analytics dashboard. So you have all this great data that's coming in. Um, what do you guys want agencies to do with DAP or the analytics that are being collected? We do have a lot of data and the, we have a lot of audiences. It's not just the agencies, it's also uh, the public now that they can actually see the data on, uh, on the public dashboard. But for agencies' purposes, the point of DAP, <clears throat> the purpose of DAP is to be able to provide them with the, with the information that they can take and make the experience of uh, visitors who visit their websites better. And uh, the idea behind DAP is to not only provide information for their specific page or website, but it's actually to be able to provide access to other agencies' data, to be able to provide information for collaboration, for lessons learned, for information exchange. For example, if somebody is doing something, um, they're trying to launch a new feature and they're not sure quite how to do it, they may know because they have access to DAP that somebody in a different agency actually uh, already did something similar or ran a ca campaign similar to what they're trying to do. They can exchange information, and for that, we actually have an um, online collaboration platform for DAP users where they can go in and ask questions and exchange that type of information. So DAP is a lot more than just data. I mean, obviously, data is the foundation of it. But it's, it's more than just uh, a place where you go and you look at your page views. It's really a platform for... Uh, information sharing, and uh, there's a so difference between metrics, which is what DAP obviously collects, and analytics. It's to be able to take that metrics data and use multidimensional analyses to be able to correlate information, to be able to get more insightful uh, 
information out of just plain metrics and be able to use that for, for the future, like predictive analytics. So there's a lot more uh, information there that meets the eye. It's just a matter of working with other agencies, with DAP and uh, other stakeholders to, to really kind of have this data drive um, with the release of the public-facing dashboard, um, kind of what was some of your motivation behind it or some, some good stories that have come from it? Um, the creation of the public dashboard was uh, really actually pretty interesting. It had been in the plans for a long time to eventually make a public-facing window that would allow some of the public to see uh, portions of the data that we collect. And there's kind of been three phases throughout the DAP program. The first phase was that all the users were allowed to see only the information for their specific agency internally within government. And then the second phase was that all users were able to see not only the data from their own agency, but the data across the entire participating uh, swath of, of the government agencies. And that was still only internal. So then the third phase was this sort of public window, which is, you know, what evolved into analytics.usa.gov. And, um, one of the big, uh, I guess one of the major impetus to do it when we did was actually from uh, Megan Smith, the new chief technology officer of, of the U.S. And she was taking a tour of our building and saw the basically what, what is offered as the internal uh, version of, of the dashboard that we created and said, we should, we should make this public. And of course, we were more than happy to do that. I mean, it was it was kind of in the plans. We just didn't know when to pull the trigger. And having the USCTO tell you that you should do it is pretty much the trigger. <laughs> All um, the encouragement you needed. <laughs> exactly. So at that point, um, we had an incredible amount of collaboration coming from the U.S. Digital Service, um, the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, the CTO's office, as well as our colleagues here at GSA in 18F. And in the span of my goodness, it was probably like six weeks, six to eight weeks. Um, we worked on a really tight timeline and a bunch of people put in a lot of work and we were able to create, you know, what is now analytics.usa.gov. So it was a, a crazy and awesome experience. What has surprised uh, your team about DAP? Well, DAP is fairly unique. Um, in fact, uh, DAP is right now the largest implementation of Google Analytics Premium in the under the same account. So it's unique in, in, in its nature. It's unique in a sense that it's providing uh, a goldmine of information for uh, across all the government websites. And I think the surprise comes from the data most. I mean, we have a lot of people who join us or who are in our meetings and they're like, how do you keep track of all this information? It's amazing. There's so much going on. We are a very small team and we're able to to kind of stay afloat and actually push forward and support, you know, over 1,500 uh, users across the government. But I think the biggest surprise comes from the data, being able to actually see the trends across the government, being able to see what's popular, what's not, how the public reacts to uh, various um, events in the media, in the news. Um, like or, the moonquakes. Exactly, or the launches <laughs> of the, the shuttle launches or... You know, the IRS tax day, it's amazing to be able to actually see uh, with your own eyes. It's almost like we have this ability to see, you know, to have a bird's eye view across what's going on on the Internet in the government space. So that's, it's, it's, it's a surprise every day as far as what we get to see. And that's a pretty awesome place to be. I was actually 
just, you know, monitoring as I do every day, I have a window open or a tab open with uh, the, the real-time stats of who's on, you know, the, the, the largest amount of visitors on government pages. And one random day, like, breaking into the top five across 3,800 websites, well, or 3,800 websites not even including all their pages, but the top page in the top five that day was a 2006 NASA page on the fact that there were earthquakes on the moon. And, you know, it was crazy. You could see that it was published in 2006. I didn't see any reason for it to be relevant, but it had, you know, like 900 current users on it. And I just thought that was crazy. And the beauty about the digital analytics program was that not only can we see that or can, you know, anyone who is a user or now the public can see that and say, that's crazy. Why are so many people there? But, um, you know, internally, I, I immediately could go and see where the referrals were coming from. And, the reason why it was there was um, it had a huge thread in Reddit. Um, it was like a Reddit, this I learned today issue. And so you find out that really random sources and, uh, and links in strange places can all of a sudden, with the right kind of levers, create something that tons of people are going to. So it's a really interesting view into where people travel and government websites as a whole. And just to, to add to that, one of my favorite um, things to do as far as DAP is concerned is to watch real-time data and how uh, various uh, events such as, for example, the President of the United States speaking uh, on any particular subject, uh, for example, State of the Union, how the public is reacting uh, across the government websites to anything that he's talking about in, during his speech. Uh, several years in a row I've done that type of uh, real-time analysis where literally he's talking on TV, I'm with my computer watching DAP traffic government-wide, and depending on what he's talking about, I'm trying to see and monitor, is it going to uh, cause a spike? Well, so a couple of years ago he was talking about uh, the raise of the minimum wage for federal contractors. And before that, everything was basically business as usual. At that time of night, it was about 9.30, um, p.m. Eastern Time, everything was just the way it, was, it would be expected. As soon as the president mentioned the, the topic of the minimum uh, wage for federal contractors, we had a huge spike in traffic. People were going to the Department of Labor website, to the minimum uh, page, the minimum wage page, and it was pretty amazing to actually see that. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about exit surveys and being able to understand and get an idea and insight on what resonates with, with the public one president speaks, well, that kind of spoke for itself. So being able to see that in real time is pretty much invaluable. And now everyone can see it, which is the super exciting thing. Now, you know, as of this past State of the Union, analytics.usa.gov wasn't live yet, but now you can sit at home on your computer with the dashboard just, you know, across a NASA launch or um, the president speaking, State of the Union, whatever it may be, and watch how traffic to those specific topical sites increases or decreases in real time as the speech goes on. So it's really pretty awesome. Um, so it's 2015. You've, you guys have been going for um, just over two and a half years now. What's coming down the pipeline next? Lots of exciting stuff. Uh, we are continuing to expand the public dashboard so that the awesomeness that we see can be seen by others. Uh, we are talking about um, in the next uh, three to six months 
actually being able to show location and uh, other uh, things that uh, visitors, uh, users of government websites do when they go to uh, government websites, not just viewing pages, but actually what maybe downloading or what other things that they're doing. So being able to show a little bit more of interaction that the users have with the government websites. Um, we continue to obviously enhance um, the code capabilities and uh, continue to um, have more agencies participate. We're still uh, not 100%, obviously. We're still continuing to onboard agencies to participate with that. That takes good portion of our time. We, we support more than 1,500 users. Um, we, for some agencies, we are the uh, web analytics application. So we have a lot of users that come to us with questions and we, we troubleshoot their issues. We, we help them create custom reports. We write a lot of documentation and we invest a lot into our training resources as well because for them to be able, for users, for government uh, agencies to be able to leverage this resource in a way that we want them to essentially be able to take this data and have it uh, be the, the decision-making um, tool. That takes a lot of training, a lot of education, a lot of collaboration. So we, we provide a lot, we invest a lot of resources into that, we probably put a lot of time uh, into that so that we not just deliver the data, but also deliver the services around it. I just want to jump in with a crazy anecdote right now. As Marina was just talking, I got an, an alert on my phone that there was a new page in the top 20, and it happens to be President Obama honors the 2014 NASCAR Sprint Cup, Ser Sprint Cup Series champion Kevin Harvick. <laughs> so those, <laughs> those are the kind of things that really surprise you. You ask what's surprising. Well, a lot of people like NASCAR, and when President Obama receives Kevin Harvick, people go to that webpage. <laughs> In fact, 1,255 people are looking at the page currently. So, um, <laughs> to those to those people, or congratulations, Kevin. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, and for the 3,584 people looking for their refund right now on irs.gov, good luck. We hope it comes soon. This podcast was brought to you by DigitalGov. For more information and to learn more, please visit digitalgov.gov.